happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Don't ignore purple flags at the beach. When American lifeguards fly them, it's because potentially dangerous sea creatures have appeared in the water. Uh, maybe there's a gang of jellyfish close by, or perhaps some stingrays are on the move. But a purple flag can also signal the arrival of a much weirder life form. Physalia physalis, a venomous drifter with a mean sting, commonly known as the Portuguese man-o'-war. The Portuguese man-o'-war is partially transparent, lacks a spine, and kills prey with stinging tentacles. You might mistake it for a jellyfish, but it's not. A jellyfish is a singular animal, just like you or me, hypothetically. On the other hand, every Portuguese man-o'-war is a floating colony made up of smaller, genetically identical entities that each develop from a single fertilized egg and have different functions, but all live and work in concert. Portuguese men-o'-war are a type of colonial animal called a siphonophore. There are about 175 known species of siphonophores, all of which are colonies of zooids. Hundreds or even thousands of zooids might make up the colony. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke via email with biologist Catriona Monroe. She said that from an evolutionary standpoint, these bodies are similar, quote, to free-living individuals, but the colony itself functions as an individual, and the bodies or units within the colony do not. A Portuguese man-o'-war is comprised of a few different types of zooids with different functions. Some of them, the gastrozooids, break down food for the colony. That food is captured in the first place by the grasping, tentacle-like dactyl zooids. Another important player is the pneumatophore, a gas-filled flotation bladder. And let's not forget about the procreation specialists. Human beings might not have too many things biologically in common with Portuguese men-o'-war, yet they, like us, reproduce sexually. Every colony produces sperm cells or egg cells, but not both. HowStuffWorks also spoke via email with Paul Bologna of Montclair State University in Montclair, New Jersey. He explained that during the Portuguese man-of-war's reproductive seasons, colonies shed their sex cells out into the water. 
When a sperm meets and fertilizes an egg, a new colony starts growing. Bologna said, these cells begin to divide and develop in the water column. As the individual grows, new zooids, clones within the colony, are generated. As the early colony develops, the pneumatophore expands and fills with air, which brings it to the surface where final development and growth occurs. Basically, it's have pneumatophore, will travel. Once inflated, this specialty air sac kind of resembles a deformed party balloon. It's how the colony gets around. Unlike octopuses or true jellyfish, Portuguese men-of-war can't actively swim. The species must instead rely on its bloated pneumatophore, which pokes out above the surface of the water and catches the wind like a ship's sail, propelling the whole colony forward. That's how the Portuguese man-of-war got its name, by the way. It doesn't have anything to do with geography or any other particular connection to Portugal. Uh, Rather, the critter's distinctive sailing mechanism reminded people of the shapes of 15th-century Portuguese warships. Each man-of-war colony is actually considered either right-handed or left-handed, depending on how that pneumatophore structure is oriented relative to the colony's tentacles that rest below the water's surface. When a left-handed colony is pushed by the wind, it naturally moves to the right. Right-handed ones are driven towards the left. Tropical waters are the usual domain of this species. But pay heed, every so often, winds and currents sweep men-of-war into more temperate places. Bologna said, In the northern Atlantic Ocean, Portuguese men-of-war often get carried north with the Gulf Stream current, off the coast of the United States. So it's common to see them wash up on beaches from South Carolina to Maine. Additionally, the Gulf Stream continues across the Atlantic, so they wash up along the coast of England and northern European countries quite frequently. Over in the Indo-Pacific, there's a smaller but otherwise similar-looking siphonophore called the blue bottle. There's been some debate about whether or not it belongs to the same species as the man-of-war. In the man-of-war, beneath the floating balloon lies a network of tentacles, capable of measuring 30 feet or 9 meters long, or even upward of 100 feet, around 30 meters long. They're loaded with the invertebrate's not-so-secret weapon, stinging cells. Bologna explained, Within each of these cells is a harpoon-like structure, or organelle, called a nematocyst, whose function is to release and penetrate the skin of another organism, and then release its cocktail of venoms. That's because men-of-war are carnivorous. These injections can paralyze fish, crustaceans, and other small animals so that the colony can eat them. Human beings aren't on the menu, but beachgoers should still keep their distance. The sting of a Portuguese man-of-war can trigger agonizing skin pain. Other symptoms might include abdominal pain, vomiting, headaches, and diarrhea. Human fatalities are rare, but not unheard of. That's why you should beware of a man-of-war floating in open water. Those long tentacles can wrap around you and discharge a dangerous number of stinging cells. Beached men-of-war can sting you too, so don't touch one if you ever see one lying on the sand. Should you get stung, though, researchers have a few tips, and no, none of them involve urine. HowStuffWorks also spoke via email with Angel Yanagahara from the University of Hawaii at Manoa, who was part of a team that compared different treatment strategies for stings in a 2017 study. She said, A first aid for the man-of-war is a bit controversial. Vinegar is generally recommended as a first step to prevent additional discharge of nematocysts left on the skin.
So what's step number two? Your most practical option might be to immerse the affected area in skin-safe hot water or apply a hot pack with a temperature of 107 to 113 degrees Fahrenheit. That's 42 to 45 degrees Celsius. Keep it on for 30 to 45 minutes. The heat will inactivate some of the venom compounds causing the pain. However, the team's research did show that if you have access to it, applying Sting No More spray followed by Sting No More cream has even better and faster results than treatment with heat. One thing you definitely should not do is pee on the injury. Uh, Urine is sometimes touted as a folk remedy for jellyfish and Portuguese man-o-war stings. A 1997 episode of the sitcom Friends popularized this idea. Don't buy it. Yanagihara said, Scientific studies have not shown that urine reduces venom activity or tissue damage. Today's episode is based on the article, The Portuguese Man-O-War is Not a Jellyfish and Packs a Nasty Sting, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.